This is the Bouquet Toss Podcast, brought to you by the Budget Savvy Bride. We're here to help you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Join founder Jessica Bishop and editor Sari Wienerman as we unpack wedding trends and traditions to help you plan a wedding that feels authentic to you. So before you get cold feet, let's dive right in. One of the most popular wedding traditions that we see today's couples tossing out is the printed wedding invitation. In an effort to save both their wallets and the earth, forgoing those expensive, lavish designs on thick cardstock that, while gorgeous, ultimately end up in the trash, is a very savvy choice, one that we're big fans of. The world is digital these days, so why not have your wedding invitations be digital too? With us today to discuss all things digital for your wedding is Isla Toyakawa. Isla is the founder of Websites, the world's first all-in-one project management platform designed specifically for planning a wedding. Isla is a certified wedding planner who brings an empathetic and thoughtful approach to software design. She's on a mission to bring the fun back into the wedding planning process and give couples around the world the extra digital helping hand they need during this notoriously stressful time. Since launching websites in late 2019, Isla has helped thousands of couples in over 55 countries plan their weddings and streamline communication with their guests. We're so excited to have you, Isla. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yes, and she's joining us all the way from Japan. So we are having quite an international uh, day today. (laughs) I know, we're all in different countries. How cool is that? It's very cool. So let's get started. Let's just kind of discuss the order of communication that you need with your guests for your wedding. I think there's a lot of steps in the process and things that people might forget. And let's just go, you know, run through it. So we've got save the dates, the invite, your registry, transportation day of, what else can you think of? So things that need to be communicated, I think a lot of it comes through during that invitation process and the RSVP process in particular. So first we go save the dates. And what I love about sending save the dates digitally is you have the opportunity to ask your guests for their physical address details and any other details that you need to know. So then once you get that address right there in front of you, then you can move on to the invitation, send that out, and then send them to your wedding website where you can really communicate a lot more than you ever could on a piece of paper. And then when you go to a wedding website, of course, there's all those FAQs and things like that, that you can answer easily. But also there's the RSVP process of knowing whether or not the guests can attend your wedding And when this is also done digitally, there's a lot of room to ask more questions beyond that traditional, can you attend, regretfully declined or accept? And then their dietary requirements, of course, but then you can ask them whether or not they need to take transportation, if they can attend any of your other events, if you have any more private events um, that you'd like to invite them to or song requests or any marriage advice, and you can really have fun with it. So just going beyond that traditional RSVP card. It helps the couple make better decisions, I think. So that way you know how many people need to take your shuttle. So you don't get a shuttle that's too big or too small. You can get the one that's just right. And that way it's better for your budget too. Such a great point and definitely can have a big impact on those types of decisions where like the size of your guest list or the number of guests who are taking advantage of a certain aspect would affect the cost. I love that. That's such a good point. 
I love that wedding websites have so quickly become adopted by so many couples, even couples I think that aren't quite so digitally savvy that maybe don't have like a website personally or don't run a website for a business or something like that. There's so many programs out there that make it so easy to start a website just for your wedding, to run it, to have, like you said, all this amazing information that you're sharing, you know, back and forth on them. And I just think it's so interesting. Do you have context to where the wedding website started or how they got so popular? You know, wedding websites have been around for quite some time, but you're right. I think in the recent years, a lot of people are adopting them. And, you know, people who have businesses, of course, that create a website or bloggers create websites, but people who've never had experience, it's just so easy to start. I honestly don't know when exactly wedding websites started as a trend, but I feel like they've been around for definitely over a decade. I know... Back when I got married in 20, uh, 2009, I had a website and there were some rudimentary, I would say, platforms back then that allowed you to create something yourself. Nothing that is near the level of what exists today, especially with platforms like, like yours, like websites. Yeah, I think wedding websites and the platforms have really evolved. So before it was really like you just type in your information and that was it. But now you can, there's so many different templates out there. But also there's platforms like, you know, Squarespace or Wix so that if you're a bit more tech savvy, you can figure out how to create a website on those platforms. But I guess um, with websites, what we really focused on is giving couples that flexibility to create a unique website. So we make our templates really flexible where you can change all of the content. So it's not just one template, one style, and you can just get rid of the information that you don't want to have or you want to have. And then also the ability to upload your own content. So if a designer that you're working with is creating physical invitations for you and they've created some beautiful emblem or has has lettered your names in calligraphy, for example, you'll be able to use those same assets on your wedding website to just make it all really cohesive. And I think that's what people want is that look and feel that matches all throughout. Starting from the save the date and then the invitation, that's really the first look of your wedding and how you're representing your wedding so that your guests kind of have this expectation of like what's to come. Absolutely. And I love that because I think, you know, obviously everyone wants their wedding to feel unique and special. And so when you do have those elements that are more customized or personalized, like being able to upload those into your wedding website to further create that like cohesive through line through all of your wedding day details, I think is so awesome. I want to talk about something you mentioned earlier about how a save the date digitally is really great because then you can actually collect addresses to do like a hard copy invitation. You know, just thinking about the fact that we don't have address books anymore. But what I find interesting is I think that we see kind of a mix. We do see some people do that digital save the date. Some people still go for more of that traditional, you know, it's a postcard or a magnet or something like that, and they do send it. And I do feel like there's often still a lot of issues with the mail and getting it to the right place. And maybe somebody moved and they're like, hey, did you get my save the date like 20 months ago? And you're like, oops, I moved. Sorry, I forgot to tell you. And I'm wondering, you know, we have this awesome digital option, right? Yet a lot of couples still find it hard to forego doing that traditional mailed 
both save the date and invitation. And I don't know if we have the answers here, but I would love to just talk about why we think it is that even though we live in this digital age, even though we have these amazing options, even though doing a digital invite goes so well with your website, most people have a wedding website regardless of if their invitation is digital or not. But there is just like this resistance, I think, or maybe pressure from parents or older generations. Can we unpack that a little bit? Sure. I definitely think that it has to do with the older generation. Whenever couples ask me about sending digital invitations, it's always, how do I make this easy for my older guests? That always comes up. And maybe it is pressure from the parents or the grandparents. I think maybe as time goes on, more people are going to start adopting whether it's completely digital, I'm not sure because I mean, I'm a stationary lover myself and even I had a portion of it. So the save the date was digital for me and I, I opted to have those beautiful letter pressed invitations just because I liked having something tangible. So I totally understand why people might want to have one part of it being a physical copy. But something that's really been interesting in the past, you know, post COVID era is that people have had to postpone. In Australia, I know couples who've had to postpone like four times. And so that's just so heartbreaking and having to reprint their stationery, not just once, but twice. When they're in that kind of state of not knowing when they can still move forward with their wedding, I think that's when people are thinking of going digital just because it doesn't cost any. Well, some platforms do cost something additional, but there are platforms out there where it wouldn't cost an additional fee to send digital invitations. So I think that's a really good option. It's just eco-friendly, cost-effective, and it just saves a lot of time as well and the heartbreak. That's such a good point. And another thing that I just actually read an article about on Yahoo News yesterday is that there is apparently a paper shortage right now as a result of COVID. So the wedding industry has been impacted so much, obviously, from rescheduling to, you know, wedding dresses being delayed out of foreign countries. And there's also been flower shortages in a lot of circumstances. But now there has been a paper shortage. And we all know that like, We've heard that like lumber prices skyrocketed during the pandemic. And so it's caused a lot of issues with building, but also paper comes from wood. And so it's kind of that same situation is causing like a shortage of paper and it could affect wedding invitations. So even more of a reason to consider digital as an option, even if, you know, you would like to send some or at least have some copies of a printed invitation for maybe those older family members or for your keepsakes, for your wedding scrapbook, for your album. But being able to have that flexibility with a digital option is just a good thing to keep in mind. <laughs> That's so true. And really going against that tradition, because it, it, you're right, it has been a tradition, but maybe it's a tradition that can be tossed. But also, how often do people just toss your wedding invitations in the trash? Honestly, it is, you know, something that most people aren't putting it in their personal scrapbooks. You might, your grandma might, your parents might, but realistically, not everyone else is going to. That's true. It's very true. You know, we've looked at pre-wedding communication, right? And so save the date. I love all the points you made, Isla, about getting all that extra information from them, which is possible with something like websites. 
But I think that there's still communication that needs to happen after that. I mean, obviously in the pandemic, if you're doing any changes, if you have to you know, update anybody, it becomes really easy to do that when you have a platform like a wedding website. But even on the day of things could happen or a lot of times, especially if you have printed invitations, they forget where was I supposed to go and how was I supposed to get there? And there's so much information that often gets packed into that. And so I would love to just talk about those things that you can kind of add in terms of communication on the day of. Through websites, couples can send emails to their guests. So in the lead up, if there are any changes, if the schedule gets moved up or anything like that, they can change that as well. And I recommend that as a solution just because having everything in one place is just easy. And through websites, things are trackable as well. So you'll know that it's been properly delivered. And I know there are some platforms out there where you can text people. So that could also be quite useful as well. Yeah, that's that's a great idea, honestly. There's so much that like the technological age like has given us when it comes to this stuff. I'm curious to know when it comes to the experience on websites, like what is the digital save the date or invitation look like? Is it basically an email? Like for somebody who might not be familiar, like what is that process like and what does that feel like, look like, etc.? The guests would receive an email from the couple and then there would be a button that says, you know, go to see our save the date. So they click that and then the save the date would open up. That call to action button can be changed. So if they wanted them to fill out a form to collect their details, that's another form that we have on the platform or to go to the wedding website or to the RSVP page. So much more flexible and powerful than just that one-way communication that people get in the form of like a tangible invitation that then they have to either mail the RSVP card back or perhaps they would be directed to go to your website at that point. So this kind of like removes that extra step, removes the added expense of sending something in the mail. I just think it's such a great option. So you did it. You planned the big day, said I do, and partied the night away with the people you love most. Now it's time to say thank you to everyone who helped you celebrate your special day. At The Wedding Shop by Shutterfly, you can choose from dozens of beautiful thank you note templates to help you express your gratitude. With designs in every possible theme or color scheme, you're sure to find the perfect look for you and your partner to share with your loved ones. Plus, every design is completely customizable, so you can personalize your stationery with your favorite wedding photos, a touch of sparkle, or even a foil stamp. For a limited time, listeners of The Bouquet Toss can take $10 off their purchase of $25 or more in the wedding shop by using code SAVVYWEDDING at checkout. Let Shutterfly help you celebrate your day your way. A big thing that I really saw firsthand before building websites was people who did use those chat platforms to send multiple chats or email threads is that information just gets lost so easily and you don't know who said what and all those things. So really just being able to streamline that is something I really recommend for couples to do just because information is so easily lost when there's all these different platforms. So the wedding website, having that as like your central place to have that information and to send guests to that page, I think is a really great way to like send that information to multiple people and knowing that everyone saw the same information, I think is so important. I definitely agree with that. So what is the best way to deliver like the URL for your wedding website and have that be saved by your guests? 
is there a world where someone sends their digital save the date or invitation and it gets saved to like your Apple wallet or something? And then you can like go in there and see your wedding invitations. Ooh, that's a really good idea. <laughs> Maybe we should implement that. <laughs> Going by tradition, it's looking at the invitation and that's where the address lives. But it's like, what if you lose that invitation? So in that case, I mean, having that email backup is a good way because then you could just search in, in your inbox to find that address again. So there's that. You can usually search by the couple's name. So that's another way that, yes, if they lose the invitation, they can just search for the couple's name and then the wedding website could pop up. That's a good way to do it. But yeah, saving it to your Apple wallet. That's really smart, girl. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of like, you know, a lot of big events. Like if you register an event through Eventbrite or something like that, sometimes it'll mm. add like, or even Ticketmaster. You can get your event ticket as a pass in your Apple wallet. Maybe that's like the next iteration of wedding invitations. And then they're, they're like checking for your invitation at the door with your wallet. And your COVID vaccination card <laughs> is also linked with that. So you can show proof of vaccination when you show up to the wedding. Yeah, I'd be curious. Have you seen couples asking for vaccination status through the RSVPs on your platform? 100%. So that's definitely something that we've seen in the past year is that question being asked. Yeah, and it's great that this digital option allows for the flexibility to ask those custom questions depending on where you are. Absolutely. And another thing that I love about wedding websites is that you can make this website do the talking for you. So you don't need to have those little awkward conversations with people over and over again when it comes to gifts or plus ones or whether or not you're allowing kids at your wedding saves that awkwardness and it saves you time as well. So true. As the couple, you're so busy planning all the details of your day, plus living your normal life, work, everything else. To have some place to send people that answers all of their questions so that you don't have to deal with it is amazing and such a blessing for couples. Another thing I feel like people get a lot of questions about is like what to wear, you know, attire. And so notes on the formality of your event or suggested attire styles, although sometimes they can get a little um, vague, <laughs> I think, and it causes more questions. Yeah, definitely. And also, I, I love it when uh, couples take that extra step to like tell you about what kind of shoes you should wear. If it's on an open field on the grass, you don't want to be wearing stilettos because you'll sink into the ground and things like that. So I think that's another lo lovely little thing that couples can do for their guests. On that note, what are some of the most interesting things that you've seen couples include on their wedding website? Maybe they have some like interesting things planned for their wedding and they have to communicate it that way. What have you seen? Some of the really fun things that I've seen people include are like their surprise proposals. I love it when they include that because then people who, you know, live overseas can see that and just like live that moment with them. And also on that note, thinking about the past post-COVID, a lot of the things that I'm seeing now is the live stream. So now couples might host the live stream as it's happening on their website so that people can tune in if they're out of state or overseas and just couldn't make it to their wedding. That's a great way to have people included, but also 
post event that they upload that and have it on their wedding website lets people view it again for, you know, older folks or family who want to watch the ceremony again to let them do that, I think is a really nice little touch and lets the website live beyond their wedding day as well. I love that. And another thing is the guest book as well. Being able to have your guests who can't be there in person still sign your guest book is like another way to capture memories. They might take selfies while they're tuning in virtually or upload photos of you guys from the past or something cute. <laughs> so guests up, being able to upload photos for your guest book is another thing that I've seen. That's so cool. So it's like an interactive guest book, really. It's more than just like writing your name in a book. You can add photos and, and all of that as well. Yes, that's right. So you can really share the memory of that day or just past memories even. So personal. I love that we're pointing out all of the things that digital makes possible because I think there's on on one hand, because you do have all of these traditional things that weddings, you know, connote and that your relatives and your old, the older generations want. And so for a while I was like, you know, how can we make digital feel more traditional? But I also feel like you can toss that out and really just appreciate the digital applications for what they are and for how much they make possible for you to do. Before something like a wedding website, you couldn't have footage of your wedding live on for your guests for, you know, the rest of time. I'm curious for something like websites, is there like an expiration date for these URLs? Are they something that the couple just kind of owns forever because they're out there on the internet? How does that work? So currently we have a two-year hosting period, but because of COVID, we are just letting people kind of have it for an extended period of time, just because so many people have had to postpone. And when they message us and they ask us like, oh, can I extend it? It's just, I feel so, you know, it's so heartbreaking that they have to do that. So I, w I don't want to make them have to feel like they need to pay again or to extend their wedding website. So I just kind of say, hey, it's, it's fine. I'll just extend your hosting. So don't worry about it. That's so, so kind I guess of you. Everything's so up in the air and we just don't want couples to stress out about that. So one thing I am curious about, something that is made possible by a physical invitation, this was actually going to be the fun fact for the episode. Back in the day, a common thing for people to do was to include in an invitation a reception card. So only some people were invited to the reception. And if you got that little card within the invitation, you know you're invited to the ceremony and the reception. And I think for a while that kind of dropped out and most people were inviting people to both for, you know, it was kind of considered proper. But now with COVID, we're seeing this resurgence of out of necessity, inviting people maybe over Zoom to one or the other, maybe only inviting people to stream the ceremony or because you're not having the reception streamed. So what I'm curious is, is there a way for the like wedding websites to show just some information for some guests? I'm imagining that's kind of a necessity these days. 100%. So what we do is we make it so that the events that the guests are invited to are linked. So you can create multiple events inside of websites and choose a specific guest list for each of those events. So when the guest comes and enters their name on your wedding website, they'll be able to see the events that they've been invited to. So no one's going to 
feel hurt that they haven't been invited to certain events because they won't know about them. So even in the past year, we've had to make some adjustments to our RSVP builder because some people just weren't invited to the main event, which is the ceremony, and they're invited to the reception, for example. Definitely, that's something that we've seen in the past year. Speaking of these different events, do a lot of couples opt to use their wedding website even further back, like for bridal showers or maybe bachelor and bachelorette. Is that an application that people are using this type of project management for as well? Yes. So they are using it to plan their events as well. And if they've planned, I guess, in advance, some really organized couples have those events inside of the RSVP as well. So when people come to RSVP on the site, they ask them to RSVP for the shower, their hens, their bachelorette at one time. So what I recommend and what I kind of believe is that when guests come to a wedding website and they RSVP, they think they're doing it once. So asking them to come back to RSVP multiple times, a lot gets lost I think from a guest perspective, because traditionally you RSVP to the wedding, you RSVP once. So when couples ask me that, I recommend them to just do it once, just to get the guest to come back once. Unless, of course, it gets postponed and they have to RSVP again. But that's kind of self-explanatory because the date's different. But as like a tip of how to streamline things for your wedding, I really recommend having your guest RSVP once because it's hard enough as it is to get all your guests to RSVP on time. Sometimes. So (laughs) that's my little tip. So true. Any couple who's ever planned a wedding can attest to that, that you're always left chasing down someone for an RSVP. But I do love that you're able to kind of segment like which guests are able to view the different events, especially with rehearsal dinners, which are typically smaller and reserved for just more intimate, close family, friends, wedding party, or things like the day after brunch, I could see being like a smaller, more intimate event that maybe you're not hosting for everyone who's been invited to the wedding. It kind of reduces like that awkwardness and they don't have to see details of events that they're not actually invited to. That's really great. Exactly. This We don't want anyone's feelings to be hurt. And of course, you know, you need to really carefully manage that guest list and the events that you have planned. So it really does put into perspective how much goes into planning your wedding. There is so much that you have to think about and so many different micro events within the larger event itself. And so really being like having project management skills is really helpful. And I also would like to posit that after you've done this for your wedding, you have honed your project management skills and you should put that on your resume. Absolutely. It it really is. It's such a big event that you have to plan. And there's so many moving components and people involved and payments to make and, you know, emotions are running high. Funny thing, have you ever searched wedding planning is on Google? I highly recommend punching that into the Google search bar and seeing what comes up. (laughs) Wedding planning is stressing me out, stressful, overwhelming, too stressful, wedding planning issues, wedding planning is ruining my relationship, wedding planning is lonely, wedding planning is miserable. Let's, let's, let's change, change this, right? (laughs) Yep. I want to ask both of you how you would fill in the blank of wedding planning is in an ideal wedding planning situation. I would like to say wedding planning is fun because it should be fun. You're planning this amazing event and it's going to be one of the most special days of your life and it should be a fun experience. I love that. The word that came to mind for me was joyful. 
you know, at the end of the day, you are planning this union with somebody that you've like chosen to spend the rest of your life with. And there's so much joy in that celebration. That's a mic drop moment, a perfect way to end. (laughs) (laughs) We're super glad to have had this conversation with you, talked all about the different ways that going digital can be beneficial throughout the planning process. And I know you had a special offer that you wanted to share for our listeners. So for anyone listening who's interested in checking out the website's platform, y'all can use code TOSS. 10, that's T-O-S-S-1-0, to save 10% on your subscription to websites. And you get access to all of their amazing project management tools for your wedding. Thank you, ladies, so much for having me. It was great talking with you. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast dedicated to uncovering where wedding trends and traditions come from so that you can plan your wedding your way. We're continuing the discussion in our private community. Join our supportive group of brides-to-be by heading to thebudgetsavvybride.com slash community. Now it's your turn to catch the bouquet as we toss it over to you to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. As always, stay true to you, and we look forward to chatting again soon.